2: Edwin, take us through this question. At high school parties, when someone handed you a drink, you <laughs> tossed it. You hated the feeling of being intoxicated. Drank it because everyone else was drinking. Tossed it. If your parents found out, they would freak out. Mm. Never happened. High school parties were lame. Drank it and a couple more. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, had,
0: I drank one beer in all of high school. Never, never yeah, drank a lot in high preferred school.
2: Preferred more about liquor and wine coolers and things like that. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was, I was more into the high-end cocktails. <laughs> really love that Zima.
0: Yeah. I made a heck of a blood in the sand in high school.
2: <laughs> out of paper, out of stock. There's friendly faces around the block. Break loose from the chains that are causing you pain. Call Michael and Stanley Jim and Dwight Creed Paul Annie and Kelly If your business paper needs or done the myth, then the people versus paper people done the myth then the people versus paper people done the myth then the people versus paper people
1: Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company a show for fans of the office by fans of the office I'm your host and assistant regional manager, Sean Roney. And I'm Edwin Janes. I'm the head of your search committee. And with us, as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward.
2: Oh, no, Stanley, you'll live forever.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Every week we get together and talk about our favorite show, the NBC's The Office. And this week we're talking about the double episode search committee. Season 7, episode 25 and 26, aired May nineteenth, two 2011, written by Paul Lieberstein and directed by Jeffrey Blitz. Jay Blitz. Um, besides directing some episodes of The Office and some other shows that I didn't recognize, um, he did the 2002 documentary Spellbound. Oh, okay. I love that movie so it's much. It's such a good movie. That's if a you haven't great, seen that's a ago. really good one. I'll watch that. Um, but uh, we're here on our uh, Wilderness Adventure Retreat MSPC. Ryan's retreat. Cool Retreat. Ryan's Cool Retreat. Uh, and uh, we just sat uh, and watched the extended producer's cut of uh, Search Committee on DVD.
0: Shout out to Edwin James here uh, <laughs> for bringing the DVDs. Dude. Of seasons one through seven, one through eight? One through eight. One through eight. I have not seen all these, like,
1: every episode has like 10 minutes of deleted scenes. And usually a lot of those deleted scenes explain other things that happen in the episode. It's blowing my mind. I'm watching tons of new material
0: today. It's just like you brought a whole nother there's like a whole season of the office you haven't seen.
2: Yeah. It's so true. It's Wel- amazing. Welcome to the first day of the rest of your lives, gentlemen. <laughs> uh but oh, yeah. yeah, I've been I've been I bought the DVDs that they would come out every season because uh-huh. before streaming and, and whatnot, like that was how I would rewatch the office. You know yeah, yeah. T V on D V D was a bigger deal. And basically having them all here, you know, we allows us to kinda of sit down and take the time and the way the D V D is set up You can watch the episode, watch the deleted scenes right after. Mm -hmm. Deleted scenes and bloopers especially, especially bloopers, are making the rounds via like Facebook and YouTube and other sort Mm -hmm. of media platforms or social media platforms, but it is fun to watch the deleted scenes right after because... You do get a little bit more context. You do get jokes yes. that, you know. Yes. I think in the commentaries you hear that the the producers they didn't want to cut everything, but they got to hit like a twenty-two minute runtime. Right, right. You know. And in this episode specifically, you know, the, the extended cut is like an hour long, right? Yeah. And I think it was a forty-minute time slot, or maybe so it's a like thirty-something minute runtime. Twenty minutes. Yeah. And even um, reading about this, doing a little homework on it, the the the, the, the episode script was initially seventy-five pages long. Whoa. Which is crazy because it's typically te- 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 wow. like a page a minute, is kind of yeah. the rule of thumb. so <laughs> it's like you, a movie. Yeah, exactly. So uh, to, to see them try to condense everything down yeah. um, and to see, the, you know, comparing the original episode to this one um, is really interesting. So if you can get your hands on a DVD or a Blu ray <laughs> yeah. copy of season seven of The Office, I highly, highly it.
0: recommend it. Yeah. Um, speaking so, of that, that's a funny point. Like this would be one two episode arc that you probably could make a whole movie out of, you know, like, like office space or something. Oh, totally. Then you could make a movie of like our managers left or something happened. Right in a horrible accident, we have to find a new one. That's this a comedy. parade of terrible comedy right there. Yeah. 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 Tons of cameos. You know,
2: and you don't have to, but you don't, if you were to make a movie, you don't have to spend the time setting up who these characters are and what their motivations are. Right. We already know all of this, you know? Right. And I do think that on Netflix, maybe it's split up into part one and part two. It is. The way they yeah. kind of segment these things. But it on is. the DVD, it's just one episode, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um. So of course,
2: did it, it air? Did it air in one episode like
0: that? I believe so. Okay. okay.
1: So of course, this happens just after uh, D'Angelo has uh, injured himself. Uh, Playing uh, dunking in the warehouse. Um, Michael Scott is everyone gone. I know who skis is dead. <laughs> and um, it is up to the search committee, which is Jim, Toby, and Gabe, to come up with a new manager for the office. They've been uh, instructed by Joe: pick someone good. Don't let this happen again.
2: And on another don't level, screw this up, Jim. Mm-hmm. You know they, they were it, working after D'Angelo hurt himself. They were all working without a manager for a while, and Jim right. was so happy with the balance when Joe called and offered him the job. He said, oh, yeah. no, he didn't want to mess it up. Two seconds later, she calls Dwight, because the episode that immediately precedes this is Dwight K. Schrute, acting manager. Mm-hmm. And we see Dwight you know, with the power going to his head. He's giving everyone the giant business cards. He fires a gun in the office, of course, which leads to him being fired immediately by Joe from that, mm-hmm. or maybe demoted is a better word, but... As we go into it, Jim is off the table. Dwight is seemingly off the table. He puts that like
0: Soviet era time t- time card. Oh like, yeah, thing in there. <laughs> like it's like really heavy. But we open this
1: episode with <laughs> acting manager Creed Bratton because of the seniority. That's why Creed is the manager. <laughs> Great Bratton, um, which is a, a spectacular cold open um, <laughs> of uh, Creed holding meetings um, mm-hmm. without letting anyone know, getting everyone's name wrong. Uh, <laughs> the guy was just hanging brain I mean, what's <laughs> with us? um in this extended camp that we just watched there was uh particularly a lot more creed <laughs> yeah and I, we'll get to some of that i
2: do love that for whatever reason so jordan garfield hired by d'angelo as his assistant only last this is the last uh appearance that we get of jordan in the show yeah um uh, play, creed calls her jordana right played by <laughs> cody horn and uh, I love that Creed just inherits the assistant like yeah yeah and that she kind of doesn't really have a job except for to kind of do whatever he asks her to and right you know she, eventually it gets to the point that Pam is kind of keeping Creed from ruining everything yeah <laughs> um, I do love the look she gives the camera
1: when uh, Creed says what language is this yeah,
0: he sounds like... Uh, that language sounds like how they talk in, in Twin Peaks in the Black Lodge. Oh, the kind of backwards. Totally. Mm. Like, knick, knick. That's, yeah. it oh, like, that sounds like what was he was good. doing. Yeah.
2: Ivan Niage. am I right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? It's from The Simpsons. Ivan Niage. join the Navy. Oh. Okay. <laughs> um, wow.
1: The, the candidates who are on, uh, on parade in this episode, of course, the two main ones are uh, Daryl and Andy Bernard. Um, we've got Will Arnett making a special guest appearance at the top of the episode.
0: As Fred, is his name?
1: Fred, Robert California, of course, played by James Spader. Um, Ray Romano playing uh, Merv. Merv. Kelly Kapoor, David Brent making a special guest appearance, being via, via um, satellite, uh, video interview. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hell yeah. Uh, Jacques Souvignier. Who turns
2: out to be played Dwight. by Dwight? <laughs> Wait, <laughs> what? No, <laughs> we also have Jim Carrey as Finger Lake Sky. Yeah, that's no yeah. no name, just Finger Lake Sky.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Nellie, of course, who we get to know much later mm-hmm. in the show. Uh, Nellie Bertram, mm-hmm. and uh, and Deshawn Williams, whopping penis. Yeah. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Uh, Deshaun Williams, the only other black candidate who whom Darryl... we see, but we don't get yeah, yeah, any mm-hmm.
2: interview footage of. Mm-hmm. I just want to mention before we dive into it that the anticipation for this episode was really, really big. Going yeah, into it. yeah, we knew as viewers. You know, I remember during season seven of The Office, knowing that Steve Carell was going to exit the show and knowing that there would be episodes in the season coming after it. Right, and I think I remember reading it on Twitter that like all the different characters and what their names were going to be. Like they had mm-hmm. such ridiculous names. I remember mm-hmm. like reading that. Even before Will Ferrell guest started. it's like Will Ferrell's going to join the office later, playing D'Angelo Jeremetrius Vickers. And James <laughs> Spader crazy. will be it's joining crazy. as Robert California. Like, yeah, there. yeah. And yeah. so this was kind of the moment. Warren Buffett also was the other the <laughs> oh, other oh, guest that's star. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's Where right. Where he talks about cheaping out over. Uh, He's like oh, a two cents totally, a mile. I totally yeah. missed writing, writing that. We think twenty five percent. We think twenty five cents a mile is generous. How about twenty seven? Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> when you make long distance calls, is it on the honor system. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um.
0: Just
2: want to note that there is a Berkshire Hathaway house.
0: For oh yeah, there is one. Right That's true. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's funny. Like I, I remember that too. You know, that was like, how, how are they going to replace Steve Carell? What is the office going to be? And this episode at the time, it fit. It felt like, let's try out all of these other big names. Let's see how many big names we can get in this episode. Right. And I mean, ultimately, they. I guess they kind of go with James Spader. But it yeah. was interesting to see who they got, who was interested mm-hmm. in... Like, when had Ray Romano... Or when had Ray Romano, like, been in... When did Everybody Loves Raymond to end?
1: Oh, gosh. End? A while before this. It I had think. been a while. Yeah, a little bit before that, I yeah, think. And yeah, and, like...
0: Yeah, James Spader, Jim Carrey. Like, all it's like, wow, they got all these, all these big names to come out and, like, cameo in this. Ultimately, you know... It, went to robert california
2: i guess yeah but in Um, the moment as a viewer we didn't know who was going to be the manager right yeah i think that that's important to note and and i remember over that summer waiting for the show to come back having discussions with friends you guys i'm sure included about like whether it was going to be like dwight jim andy or daryl you know one of those four felt like was going to kind of inherit it yeah but uh you know seeing that it did go to an outside candidate like we we just had so much uncertainty right Mm -hmm. and you know we always look back at the office now in this very like we we know exactly what happens and when, but mm-hmm. in that time while it was airing live, we didn't know who was going to be the manager. It was right. an uncertainty that we weren't really used to on the office, you know hmm.
0: I, I i remember thinking too, at the time I was like, I was like, oh, brilliant. like when I saw that that David Brent was in it, I was like, oh my God, they're gonna just gonna bring." Yeah, David Brent for one last season to close the show. Oh out. my goodness! Perfect Can way you to do this. Even have imagined. And now, now later, I look at it and it's like there's no way they could have done that. No. It wouldn't have worked. Mm-mm. But at the time, I was convinced. I was like, of course, that's that's the perfect way to do this. Who could rep- who who else could possibly replace Steve Carell <laughs> other than the, than the original than the character, original David? Like David yeah, Brandt exactly. I would have loved to have seen one episode with David Brent in charge. Just like, how would it have changed? <laughs> intera- it's Like,
1: well, like, because you don't even really get to see him interact with anyone. I mean, there's that see him one with Michael, episode. Yeah, yeah it, it would have been him-
2: fun to see him actually be in the office and interviewing. Yeah, mm-hmm. he
1: really just gives a monologue about um, how he can be any type of manager they it's
2: want. A him soliloquy. To be. It's just a speech <laughs> to himself. Yeah. yeah,
0: he crosses paths with. Michael Scott. Yeah. So he's in Scranton.
2: Right. Physically. yeah. Not long before mm-hmm.
0: this episode. What's he doing? And he asks Steve Carell, he's like, Oh, are you hiring? Are there any jobs? Yeah. Uh, so I don't know what happened because then yeah. he goes home to England and then. He's mm. like, I tried, I have an summits. English
2: character. His name is Reginald Poofta. <laughs> I have I've forgot me, me snotted creams. <laughs> and then they compare Asian characters. Yeah. And they're like, everyone thinks it's offensive. And he's like, No, but that's how they sound. So it's, it's ping. And I want to oh, yeah, say, it it's really bad. you should believe it, but his name is holy fuck or something yeah, like that. Because yeah, <laughs> like... Like, that's what he sounds like. And then he says, comedy is where the mind goes to tickle itself. And then Michael gives him a hug. They just hug. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is a B story in this episode. Of course,
1: Angela gets engaged to the senator.
2: He, that she does. I don't even know if you can call them B, C or D stories because there really, are so yeah. many. Not there's, to say a lot that, there's a yes, lot going on. Yes, I agree. That's an important everyone's, plot line. Everyone so seems many. to have something yeah. going on. Yeah, you're right. What I mean, is the priority? I have no idea. Yeah, you're right. I
1: mean, Aaron supporting uh, Andy. Aaron and Phyllis um, trying to
2: figure out if Phyllis is her birth mom. Yeah, that's right. Aaron, yep. Yeah, and then um, Creed, you know, Pam trying to keep Creed from losing all their big clients. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: Daryl's personal struggle to Dwight trying to get
2: cool. An, Dwight trying to get an interview. Andy's insecurity. Like, all of these sort of dynamics are at play mm-hmm. all at once. Yeah. How many
0: episodes are there from when Michael leaves to the end of season 7 mm-hmm. like what a handful there's like five or six I mean, it's yeah this is 25 and 26 i think somewhere. i want
2: to say i mean without looking at it right the inner circle the yk street acting manager the search committee
0: okay yeah that's right okay okay so not many. so like three or four but it hasn't been long it's it's kind of amazing though that the it it doesn't feel like the end of those last few episodes of episode seven they don't feel like as much of a drop-off as season eight and nine are Compared to like, True. I don't know. It, it it still felt like the yeah. same show, and it is the same show in eight and nine. Will
1: Ferrell was a great great stand in for for Michael Scott. But I don't lifting. know if it could have worked forever.
2: I think with see, I mean, with season eight, season eight is such a departure, and they dis, they almost consciously make that decision. Season yes. eight begins with Robert California. I think I read in in this uh, I read in a little synopsis as well. This is the last ep- appearance that we get of Kathy Bates as Joe. I was, yeah, she's oh. mentioned later on in the series, but wow. she's more of a partner or a board member or a uh, sort of, ce- or you know, some sort yeah. of senior senior executive like that, rather than the CEO. Because Robert, Robert California. California goes down to Florida <laughs> and convinces Joe to give him her job, and mm-hmm. then Andy becomes the manager, right? Mm-hmm. So the the entire power structure changes, where they're all you know, you know, uh, reporting into Joe. We're now yeah. they're all reporting into Robert California, and Andy is the manager. So that recess the whole power dynamic they're trying to you know they're Andy is trying to figure himself out and they're all trying to make look good in front of Robert California mm-hmm. it's a different the whole context of the show changes I'm glad mm-hmm. you brought Kathy Beats up cuz she is a I mean she is a
0: star but in this yeah. episode she she brings the heat she's so good like when she walks in the way she controls the room the way she controls dwight (laughs) she like hangs all her bags on gabe
1: like he's (laughs) yeah
0: she just comes in and she's just making decisions she's Mm -hmm. like gabe you're going back to florida actually kelly and i
1: wrote a note down like joe is pretty hard on daryl she picks his uh she picks his resume off the top and just like tears into it (laughs) 2.5
0: billion pieces of paper material what's that daryl and the extended cut like she does the math She's like, oh, this resume stretches halfway to the moon.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's right. In the
1: extended cut, she's really laying into him. But you know what? We
2: talk about Charles in this way, where Charles comes in and kind of cuts through the bullshit, Mm -hmm. and he's just like, no, we're not going to do that. Joe immediately does that the second she steps in every single time. Oh, yeah. So Joe steps in, and she's like, this is not the great resume. And she sees promise in Daryl, so it makes sense that she's going to hold him accountable if he's really trying to push to the next level, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. She's got a pushover. She's And that feels very true to the business world, I think. Like, Mm -hmm. when you get... You know, senior executives. A lot of times, they can kind of see through things like that.
1: Well, sure. I mean, if she, I mean, the manager has to kind of report to Joe what's going on at their branch. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he's already just kind of bullshitting, she's she she's not looking mm-hmm. for that in a manager.
0: No, definitely not. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a several several crossroads moments in this show that happen. Because you could have had so many people come in as manager at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, we know they go with Robert California and Andy as kind of this, at least for season eight. But I don't know if this was just the extended cut, but she gives Toby the chance. She opens the door for Toby yeah, to walk through. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was an extended cut. Little... And he does it. Like, yeah. it's. She's just like, say it. <laughs> say you're the best man for the job. And work really hard. hard. <laughs> you could do worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As close as he gets. Yeah. And for Joe it's like sorry you're, yeah. you're just not cut out. Yeah, like that's yeah. how you respond to that offer? Like come on. Yeah. Uh she does give Dwight another interview, although Jim does not give him the time of day at no. all. No. Jim really comes in as much as it's not supposed to be about like one person making a decision that the the branch is going to choose their manager. Yeah. Uh Jim is really making strong choices. I mean,
1: it's a kind gesture of Joe to give him an interview, but there's no way that Jim can give yeah. him the, Jim's the not gonna uh, do it. position. Yeah. Um,
2: they set up this Kelly long... takes the deal <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes Dwight scheming we always talk about this yeah. but Dwight scheming to become the manager
1: the hand that reaches up out of the grave
2: and yeah it grabs, it grabs you throat.
1: is the same hand you want on the wheel yeah
2: you took the deal <laughs> didn't you <laughs> I do love that long that long sort of conversational scene that they have where Jim comes out and starts to has to clarify that number one Dwight is not the manager um, mm-hmm. that They all, everyone in the character, everyone in the office gets to kind of bounce off different lines and stuff. And they do a pretty good job of actually sharing the platform that Michael actually tended to occupy on his own. So Michael would get up and give announcements. and People would kind of pipe in from the back. Oscar would pepper in an observation or whatever yeah. or a question. But, like, they actually shared the spotlight. Although it was funny. They would cut people off when they didn't have anything. They clearly didn't have anything to say. I mean, and they were just trying we to cut, to, cut yeah, yeah, off for the same yeah. reason.
1: <laughs> no, no. Sorry. Sorry. We cut Kevin off for the same reason. Um, I mean, considering this is the finale, too, I really did look at that, like, Moment When they're all in the office and they're all like giving their own opinions and like having their own little personal jokes with mm-hmm. each with each line, um, you know, it did kind of have a finale feel to it. You it know? felt
0: like the writers yeah. kind of. That was the situation they were in. They're yeah. like, "This got away from us. What are we going to do? We don't <laughs> yeah. know." Like maybe. So this... when are we going to vote? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, this is it, not a vote.
2: <laughs> I think too. You really see the move to a full ensemble cast yeah. in that moment. You know, mm-hmm. no longer. I mean, it was it was an ensemble cast for years, developing out of the. Uh, the core group of of Michael, Jim, mm-hmm. Pam, Dwight, Ryan, like, evolving, bringing in the secondary, tertiary characters. And then at this point, now that Michael's gone especially, it seems like everyone in the room has a voice and has a personality, and, like, they can all kind of coexist in a way that's funny and balanced, mm-hmm. even though we all kind of look to Jim to make the decision in the end. Yeah. Um, and I want to just, like, state that, you know, this goes along with our theme of picking individual episodes, but this is such a turning point in between seasons, in between, right at the end of Michael Scott, right before Robert California, yeah. right at the end of season seven. Like, this is the... This this moment really feels uncertain and on the cusp of something. Oh, we
1: different. end on a pretty big cliffhanger. Yeah. We have no idea who's going to win. Everyone seems like a bad option, yeah.
2: <laughs> except no for way. Andy, who says, "Yeah." Is there someone who maybe didn't overwhelm you at first, but now seems like a moderate, safe choice?
1: That's a good. Uh, that's a good point. Would someone with a small penis be best? <laughs> small, small, to no, moderate. small to
0: moderate. <laughs> Andy. <Woo. laughs>
1: Trying anything, desperate attempt. Andy Andy for manager. Humble. (laughs) I'd like to get that button. Yeah, 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 He's wearing a button that says "Andy for manager." (laughs) Question (laughs) mark.
2: Why not? I think too. What an interesting sort of spotlight for Jim because Jim would be the natural choice. Jim was Joe's first choice, and and you know Joe says, "Ah, Jim Halpert, the only man to ever turn me down." Right. I think. Jim, even the, even though in the end he has to be like, I'm not gonna let that happen. Like we're gonna go in this room. We're going to come to a decision. And they shut the door on Kevin as he's trying to walk in. <laughs> yeah. But Jim, what do I want constantly exists in this position of wanting to be the manager, not wanting to be the manager, wanting to have power and responsibility, not wanting that. Right. The the sort of tension where Jim does Jim want this to be the rest of his life, you know plays out a lot over the course of the show. That's, I think, some of the tension that's central to his character. And I think this is a moment where Jim is really, really towing the line here. You know, he's been manager before, right? Yeah. He didn't want to be manager, and he doesn't necessarily want to be manager in season eight either. He's making more money as a
1: salesman. We Mm -hmm. know that. Yeah, I mean, why would you want to be manager?
0: Yeah. I think, but you're right. I mean, the Jim's first talking head in this whole show is him wrestling, basically with that. Like, I'm boring myself. Yeah. You know, and he's talking about paper and here he is like kind of has those moments again at yeah. the search committee. where he's just yeah. like, I don't know this. I don't know what I'm doing. What's yeah. going on?
2: An episode that we watched recently is Survivor Man. And mm-hmm. Jim tries to throw all the parties together. And at the end of that episode, he's sitting with Michael and he tells Michael, you know, uh, I've you know, I try to put all the parties together. And Michael says, ah, oh, rookie mistake. He's like, 10 years, you'll learn better. And Jim is like, I don't know if I'll be here in 10 years. And Michael was like, that's what I said. You know, so <laughs> yeah. And then he says, "That's what she said." <laughs> that's I so that's I think said. you know that that's part of what goes into Jim's character and the calculus and the decision making mm-hmm. that he has. Um Another character that I wanted to kind of highlight is Dwight. I think you know we t- uh, Dwight in general has been going through kind of a rough going the last few episodes. He doesn't get chosen by Michael to be his replacement, although it's not his to give. He he gets you know he's he's in a bad place during Michael's last Dundies. He is not responsive to D'Angelo for a while until D'Angelo really commands him with that strong leadership, you know? And then in this episode, Dwight is full on, he's mailed it in. He's wearing sweats. He's wearing yeah. out the beard. He's looking at the classifieds at his desk. He's just hanging out down in uh, Dwight's cafe corner. <laughs> he's caught in that tension where he says, like, I will—I want to be the manager. They won't make me manager of this branch, and I won't settle for anything less. Mm-hmm. Right? So he's in this tension, and he's in this moment of ennui and not caring Maybe "on we" is the wrong word, but it's almost it's almost nihilistic. It's a great word. It's nihilistic, right? Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. matter, you know, because he can never get what he wants. And he and you know he says later on in season nine, he's like, "I'll never be manager. I've made too many mistakes," right? Mm-hmm. But in this moment, he's basically ready to give up on the company. And what we see is his conversation or his uh, interaction with Robert California. I love that. Moment. Robert California, who has steamrolled the interview committee, and literally makes eye contact with the camera to try to make the camera back down. You know, <laughs> they're there in the coffee shop, and Dwight. You know, and Robert California sort of poisons the well for Ray Romano's character, telling yeah. him that like there's a dying industry, these people up there are waiting out life sentences. Yeah. And Dwight says, "What qualifies you to um, to judge a place based on an interview?" And he's like, "I already know all I need to know." You know, and he like they make like the long eye contact. Right. Yeah, Robert what California almost says Stop nothing. Trying to figure yeah. me out. Yeah. yeah. I, I, did. I just did. I know your nature. You know, it's and, done. Uh, right it's all yeah. the fallacy
1: is that it is up to
0: the steamroller
2: so what that d- scene is one of my favorites oh. it inspires dwight to get back up and throw his hat back in the ring and i think the balance between impassioned dwight and defeated dwight has always played for such good comedy in the show mm-hmm. it's great to see dwight kind of like brought back in brought back into the fold to kind of get back and be the contentious confident um Almost violent, Gunsprit. scheming, <laughs> plotting Dwight yeah. that we that we all know and love. You know? Yeah. Hello,
1: welcome to Hay Place, a place for hay. <laughs>
2: so yeah, it just it, it kind of brings gives Dwight a reason to fight and a reason to be even passionate. And it speaks. It reminds me of um, that line where he says, um, "Who are you to judge a place based on one interview?" Reminds me of a line in The Banker, which is a clip show from season six yep. when Saber's about to purchase the uh, Dunner Mifflin and. Michael says, like, you know, if this guy comes in and doesn't think we're amazing, he's like, who who is he to tell us that we're not special? Like, who is he to judge us and determine our worth? Right. And I think that's a great parallel between Michael and Dwight. And like what we see is how much it's not just that Dwight loves the office, it's that Dwight sees the office in the way that Michael did, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is, you know, a place that he really treasures, uh, a family uh, environment that he wants to go into. Show Show me that farm
1: with Phyllis's and Kevin's sprouting up all over the place. That's
2: that farm. Moe's calls it his day place. Day place, a (laughs) place for days. (laughs) Um, I am your day king. Um, Another
1: dynamic that I just absolutely love in this episode, maybe it's my favorite part of all, is uh, um, Gabe in this episode shines so much. Uh, First first attacking... uh, Andy, during his interview, <laughs> asked you questions like, How many windows are there in New York City? Common
0: on the job, <laughs> critical thinking question or on the spot. How far away is the sun? Yeah. Shut up about
2: the sun. Uh, uh, I, 93
0: million miles. Super. He's so pleased with himself when he says I that. D- so I do
2: love the 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 like surprising, unique intelligence from Andy to kind of respond so yeah. quickly to these scientific fact questions.
1: That he's memorized all these fun fact about, facts mm-hmm. about the sun. It's a but, great
0: question. Do car windows count?
2: Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. so you know. Gabe's big mistake, though, is um, asking if uh, if we they were really seriously going to interview Kelly right in front of her.
2: <laughs> because
1: yeah. Kelly goes right for the jugular after that. Um, she goes into Joe's office and asks to speak to Joe privately and then turns to Gabe and says, it's not about you. <laughs> and Gabe walks out and then just like, she just tears right into him. He's. I think that ever since he slept with the receptionist, he's been a total creep and stalker. <laughs> yeah, that was one of my favorite parts. There are plenty of people who love touching me. <laughs> and then she goes for the, to give him a hug at the end just to, like, I don't know, be more
0: conniving or something. But she can't even do it. She's like, ugh. No. Uh. And to keep the carousel going of, of characters I thought really stood out, Ryan is really good mm-hmm. in these two episodes. Like, he actually... <laughs> Like he, his, his ingredient that he adds into the office cocktail yeah. is such a like poison. It's just yeah. always so caustic. And like,
1: ugh. why don't you give up the gym shtick for a day and <laughs> yeah. care about something for once? You might, James. you might <laughs> like it, James. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> slowly closes
2: the closet door. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he's totally embraced his... Uh, you guys talking to Senator His how totally gay? Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah,
0: he has this spat with Pam
1: about... Mm-hmm. He's just stealing money from Kelly's backpack when he says... When he yeah, you it. put it in that. That is a great... Yeah. I don't
2: that's, think we get that, that in the I actual cut. I think we only get it in the producer's cut. Or no, do we no, actually get it? I think that's it? in I the, think really it's, the I think it's in, okay, the, yeah. in the actual episode, it. I hope.
0: He just walks in and takes money out of her wallet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's terrible. He's really terrible. It takes a lot of money from Kelly. Mm-hmm. He's a
2: he's such by the a way. That villain. reminds me, you owe me three bucks for gas. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah he's, a, he's just a great villain in these stretch of episodes. Uh, as he says when he's like, "I just my you know the, I got away with whatever I wanted with the last boss, and it wasn't good for me. Uh, so you know I'd like to be, I'd like to be led when I'm in the mood to be led. Mm-hmm. And he's just hopeless, <laughs> yeah. and he's just awful. And yeah. I you know I, I wish he. He doesn't quite stay on that role. I feel like in seasons eight and nine, he's definitely always this just kind of biting presence in the back of the mm-hmm. office. But I felt like he really, like really, had no friends. Yeah. Uh, through this stretch of episodes, yeah, and he thrived in it.
2: <laughs> I mean, think. Oh, I think in general, a lot of times when I talk about season seven, season seven is probably personally my favorite season. Oh, oh. and the reason that I like it so much is just because all the characters are there. Mm-hmm. And then everyone gets to play in that sort of sandbox. And they're, they're like, yeah, we've got. They're Aaron really like now. marinated characters. Like they've yeah. been around
0: for a while. They can get away with jokes they never were able to. They're well
2: seasons. developed, yeah. I think. And the Jim and Pam r- romance is kind of pushed to the side a little bit, so mm-hmm. that other things can kind of take center stage. And you know, obviously Michael is gone in this episode, but we see almost every character get in a funny line, like. Think about Stanley. Stanley doesn't say anything kind of through this whole episode, but the one line he gets is he says, "You know, I worked for fifteen years under the last boss. My doctor tells me I don't have fifteen years yet left if I want to keep up the same dietary and sexual needs <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <This whole laughs> lifestyle, which, yeah. I which I intend, intend to." to. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, he he drops his donut in Jim's coffee. Dunks yeah, do it. Yeah, dunks yeah. It. Yeah, yeah. We get Phyllis kind of challenging Aaron to assert herself in uh-huh. kind of weird yeah. and strange ways, mm-hmm. and I think we just we get to see every character kind of. Have a presence or have a moment or have a have a line in the show yeah, yeah totally. and it's
1: and everybody's like um like motivations are 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 there like it's not mm-hmm. like uh mm-hmm. sometimes in the finale it feels a little forced you know what I mean mm-hmm. in the finale mm-hmm. um episode like th- trying to give everyone that time can feel really forced but in this episode everything's kind of set up it's for very people to have um believable storylines and fantastic jokes.
0: And in the world of a documentary crew, they would of course want to have everyone come in and talk to them about like, so what do you think about the boss?
2: Like what do you think's next?
1: Yeah, everyone's got a stake in this.
2: Yeah, so everyone cares. Mm -hmm. I think too, I think you can if you wanted to critique seasons eight and nine, you can say that some characters become kind of overdrawn. We talk about how Kevin becomes very cartoonish towards the end of the show, right? Or how Toby is even more of a He's even more... His whole identity seems to be based around the Scranton Strangler, yeah. <laughs> right? And this weird sort of lonely lifestyle that he leads around his mystery novels or whatever, right? Mm. I think this this moment captures a lot of characters before they get overdrawn in that way, you know? Yeah. Nellie isn't in the show yet. You know, she's interviewing for this job, so they don't have to surf her character to this level. Mm-hmm. You know, Dwight... Um, You know, at the beginning of season eight, Dwight talks about his diminishing screen presence because he does Krav Maga meditation and yoga martial arts Mm -hmm. and stuff. But we do get to see like classic Dwight at the end of this season. Right. And uh, I think this is Jim pre athlete. Like this is a unique moment where the characters are all together in the office and they are themselves without being maybe stretched or drawn in the way that season eight and season nine kind of do. It's
0: it's a really good point. It's sort of like if like the star on a sports team is injured or leaves or something and suddenly like we have to fill those minutes. Well, however much that person scored, we have to find that production from all these other people. And oftentimes you'll see a team can kind of figure it out and suddenly they're like, actually they're playing really well. This is the Ewing theory. Yes. But then other teams <laughs> they're like then they figure out how to play against you mm. without that star and then you're you're toast. Mm. Which I think is a lot how a lot of people would see seasons eight and nine. Is like mm-hmm. they held it together for a while when Steve Carl left. Well, I
1: mean, I guess that's interesting cuz now I'm thinking about how there's we're seeing like the beginnings of certain storylines that then kind of get like tired and stretched a little thin over With the next two too, two seasons far. because I mean, a big part of this episode that we haven't even talked about is that everybody in the office knows or right. thinks they yeah. know that the senator is gay and he's just proposed to Angela. And, you know, they're all kind of struggling with it. We see them kind of talking and trying to f- decide whether or not they're going to tell her together. Um, they kind of all decide that not only do they not like Angela, she seems happy. So we won't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's the right thing to do to really not tell her. Good. Of course, this storyline just continues all all the way through mm-hmm. to season nine. Um uh, same with Andy and Aaron, getting more and more absurd along the way. Sa- same with Andy and Aaron was the other thing I was thinking about. Yeah. It, it it still feels like you know believable, and um, you know, uh, I mean, it just kind of it just kind of keeps going and going and going for a while between f- those
2: two. I think too that the challenge with those storylines is that they take place in such a truncated time frame. Like, Angela and the Senator begins in season seven. It begins at Hay Place, right? So, it's two and a half seasons to mm-hmm. kind of work out this this storyline. Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. has to do a lot more with Angela and Dwight than it does with Angela and the Senator. Right. Or an Oscar and or the Senator. Or with Oscar. and Angela, right? Yeah. And, I mean, I guess it's holistic if you think about where Angela and Oscar start with the gay witch on episode in season three. Mm-hmm. But just in general, like, the fact that it takes that, – that kind of dramatic plot thing where – Angela meets this person, falls in love with this person, is going to marry this person, and then finds out that they're cheating, and that like it's a whole. It, it, it unravels so fast, especially in season nine. Like the 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 moves that they make, they cover so much ground. Yeah. that it's hard for it to be nearly as satisfying at the oh. end when they wrap it up. You know? Yeah,
0: it's Game of Thrones. Sandra yeah,
2: basi- basically, that's a really that's a good uh, it's mm-hmm. a good comparison. But like you think about the long runway for Michael to leave, you think about like the fact that these pro- problems still seem small and limited to the workplace when it comes to replacing a new manager. You know? Yeah. Um, it just feels a little more natural, a little more organic to the show.
0: When are we doing, law- are we doing a Game of Thrones office crossover? Like, you know, who's <laughs> who? Maybe we'll do that the after lines. the Wire yeah. Uh, yeah. office <laughs> crossover wire, that, we, really. that we owe Will. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Jim Snow. Mm. Sorry. <laughs> Pamaris. Any no, closing thoughts?
1: Work. Any other favorite parts you want to note?
2: this episode i mean we've talked about this already we but just to reinforce like how much of a turning point this is in the show it's very much a before and after moment where you know michael scott is gone what do we do yeah it takes a few episodes to figure it out and then the show kind of goes in one specific direction with robert and andy as kind of the power figures in the office mm-hmm. and we see i think it's interesting to watch in season 8 watch it play out where andy is so so insecure in this episode <laughs> he he doesn't have the balls to say, I want the job yeah. until the very end of the episode when they're talking about who they think should have it. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Everybody already knows he wants the job, right? Right. Uh, and he's already interviewed. But yeah. Andy tried, finally finds the confidence to kind of do it. And I think Andy's character changes probably the most or the most dramatically over the course of their time in the show. Yeah. But, you know, in season eight, we see Andy set up almost as a Michael character with so much, there's so much at stake for his character, right? And I think we see the beginnings of that in this season seven. Episode. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's, 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 it's fitting that, you know, at the end it's, it's like even Joe, when she's going through all the resumes, she's like, what about this guy from Cornell? Like she just sees Cornell. Oh yeah. yeah. And it's like, that's so much of the reason that Andy is where he is. And it's like, of course the job would just go to, to this like Ivy league rich guy. Yeah. Who went to Cornell. Yeah. You looked at the resume and saw that word. Yeah. Uh, but you know,
1: no one can say anything bad about him besides Gabe. Who's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, biased? And she already knows Incredibly that. Biased. She already
0: knows that that's BS. So, and he's not really a risk. Yeah, Angela's not a risk taker. Um, it's this by also this is this is the glitziest episode of The Office. Just in terms of guest stars, terms of guest, of, stars, in terms star of the guest stars, the yeah, star power. Absolutely, it's yeah. just this rotating door of like, whoa, they got all these people to come in and do yeah, this, yeah. Uh, and it's just kind of, I feel they're really having fun. It seems like everyone's having a really good
2: time. And yeah, I know, episode. I know. I've, Mentioned this earlier, but the unpredictability of this episode with all of the guest stars, the uncertainty around the manager, mm-hmm. knowing that Will Ferrell is coming on, like Kathy Bates, Ray Romano, James Spader, Will Arnett, Katherine yeah, Tate, Carey. Oh, you said Jim. and mm-hmm. uh, Jim Carrey, if I haven't said them already, and Warren Buffett, right? Yeah, Warren yeah. Buffett. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Those are seven or eight, like <laughs> huge, huge guest stars, and to have them all occupy the same. <laughs> place and and be in the same setting and like give different you know response character responses to the mm-hmm. same sort of prompt is, is really amazing like it's, and each feel like yeah. they have a
0: very distinct fully developed character mm-hmm. like each of them like I would love to see the Ray Romano, character like that's a seems fully developed yeah. give me a couple episodes of that guy like that's basically if toby was boss
2: there of. is the most at stake for for all of the characters together and for the office place as a whole yeah in this moment like this is where we have the most at stake this is who's going to be in charge for the next two years we saw how much michael bends everyone to his will even <laughs> even, the, even the corporate figures you know mm-hmm. so um this, there's the most to be gained or lost in this moment mm-hmm. mm. um well i think it's time For a conference room. Five minutes. All right. You know what? That's it. Conference room. Five minutes. All right. So today's conference room segment uh, comes courtesy of Alex Zerzan. Uh, Shout out to Alex Zerzan for sending in these Would You Rathers. We're going to go through a couple uh, Mm -hmm. and we'll see what you guys think.
0: We did a whole episode of Would You Rathers once. Didn't wasn't great. Didn't quite work. So we figured maybe oh, we'll keep doing just that. Just a but few every <laughs> smaller bites. We'll didn't quite work. So we're, here we go. Here again. we go. <laughs> well, for a whole episode, I don't think it
2: quite. I mean, worked it that. just gives us another way to think about the show. Another yeah. way to compare it. If it's yeah. better the as, show. as a smaller six. We'll figure it's out where segment. where we ourselves fit yeah. uh, in, in Dunder Mifflin. And speaking of that. Still learning. Uh, let's go with this one. Would you rather sit with Jim and Dwight at work or Stanley and Phyllis? Mm. which clump would you rather be a oh, part of man the andy desk or the pam desk i think i think i you know i think
1: with stanley and phyllis no, and no offense to them i think i'd I'd look better next to them just <laughs> no, no hold physically just in, yeah. in, in, in terms <laughs> of war wor- in terms of work ethic i don't really want to sit next to jim and dwight who are the best salesmen
2: at the company kathy at one point asked to leave their desk clump yes yeah
0: and we're assuming Andy's not there. It's just Stanley and Phyllis. You yeah, sit so. in for Andy. Okay. You sit at Karen Phillippelli's desk. I'm going with Jim and Dwight's clump. How come? Why? Um, I th- just maybe a little more interesting, a little livelier. Mm-hmm. Dwight would. But, but their their rivalry is is real. Yeah, but it's fun to watch. Yeah. I like Phyllis. I don't know. That's really hard. That's, really <laughs> that's a good one. Choose.
2: That is a good one. I would get more done working with Phyllis and Stanley. I would enjoy, I think, the day to day a little more working next to Jim and Dwight.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's probably. I mm-hmm. guess from where Andy sits, that's a good spot to sit. You're, yeah, like you can see the whole office, sit. but yeah. you, you get a lot of traffic behind you. Mm-hmm. A lot of people walk in that corner. Everyone can see your <laughs> think, computer screen. Thinking yeah. back to some work environments that I've been in at. in the
2: past, when there's one person that kind of antagonizes the other. Like, and you're the person who's laughing. You're kind of the audience. Right. It encourages that person to go even further. Right. You know?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I think I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go uh, with Jim and Jim and Dwight. I,
1: I don't. really particularly like office drama. I hate the drama. You're a total drama queen.
0: <laughs> I know.
2: <laughs> we know drama. <laughs> uh, See, give us that's a good one. Give yeah. Like, another, All buddy. right. Would you rather play in the band with Kevin, Andy, and Daryl, Kevin and the Zits, or go to paintball with Dwight and Michael?
0: Oh, the band for sure. I hate paintball. <laughs>
2: Bad at it. Hurts. I,
0: if Dwight was not involved, I would go paintballing, but Dwight is involved. He would take it way too seriously. Way too he far. would not make it fun for anyone else. It'd be but super him.
2: competitive. I'm going with the band. I would also go with the band just cuz like I like to play music yeah. and yeah. I think it'd be a fun environment to be a part of. I don't really want to like, get destroyed in paintball. Uh-huh. But I think uh, it would be fun to play paintball with someone who takes paintball so seriously and would be so willing to lead. Mm. Dwight's... If they were willing to maybe, help you. Maybe Dwight, if he's on your team. Right. Yeah, I, I mean... I guess so. If
0: he's got another set of gear yeah, for me... Yeah, if you guys and, like,
1: are against some other team and he's he's on your team, that could be fun.
0: If it's a weekend at Shroot Farms paintballing, like oh, yeah. on something he made, uh, yeah, actually that would be great.
1: There's a lot of unpredictability Plus, there. Plus,
0: maybe I do have to change my... Because Kevin's playing drums. That's really yeah. all I could contribute. So hmm. I guess I'm going paintballing. Hmm. I gotta, gotta change my answer.
2: All right. I'll give you I'll give you a couple more. Uh let's see. Uh would you rather show up to Diwali in a cheerleader costume and have to stay the whole time? <laughs> or drive to <laughs> Scott's Tots and have to stay the whole time? Oh wow. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: oh wow.
0: Those are like two of the most awkward moments it's in the show. It's gonna have to be Diwali 'cause in a cheerleader outfit.
1: Yes, because I don't the that disappointment for those kids. It would be too much to bear.
0: DiWali's got better food too. They got the full spread. Yeah,
1: good food, you know.
2: The DiWali looked pretty good in a cheerleader outfit, so maybe <laughs> DiWali would be really uncomfortable, but at a certain point people would just kind of forget it that you were there after right? a while. As with, they do with the problem Carol. <laughs> with Scott's Tots is that you're guilty by association. Like if you show up, yeah. to, if you're the one who carpools with, Michael with him and you're the one like helping him out and bringing in the suitcase full of lithium batteries, yeah, you would look but, guilty by association. I you
1: mean, know? you'll never see anyone at Diwali again, most likely. I mean, until next year, I guess. But <laughs>
0: and you'll never but, unsee what
1: you see at but Scott's. But yeah, Scott's Todd's. I mean, you have to live
0: with that. You can't forever. unfeel. Yeah, being in that room, mm-hmm. but that's gonna. Be, that might be a better story to have, although it's real rough. Oh, Uh, boy. You know what? I'll go Scott's Tots. Wow. I'm
2: going to Tots. All right.
0: Oh, boy.
2: Yep. All right. And then uh, one more real quick. Would you rather party with Meredith or karaoke with Andy?
0: Party with Meredith. Really? Oh, yeah. Things (laughs) things
1: are going to get weird. Yeah. I think I'd have to put a curfew on it at like 1.30 a.m. or something like that. I don't want to see 4 a.m. Yeah partying with Mary. Neither do
0: I. <laughs> I. I don't want to be involved in a walk of shame. You know that she goes out
1: all night. Yeah. yeah. I
2: think I would go karaoke with Andy. I think it'd be fun. You've got he would match your energy. Absolutely. Oh yeah like if you were true. into it and having a good time, Mary. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Andy would just be a great person to karaoke with. You know, he would get up there, he'd keep singing. He'd fu- he'd it'd be really it. fun. Oh, it'd be
0: yeah. fun. I feel like he would get really obnoxious the more he drank at a certain point i would not <laughs> be gonna able have to... to put a curfew on that <laughs> yeah, one too just, yeah, I
2: know. yeah at a certain point it's like could you even hang with meredith at a certain point you know no you,
0: i i i want to i want to see where that goes with me i'm too i'm too interested i, I just to imagine
1: happens. yeah i imagine just like you start to black out and then i like, have a you better story come with to meredith. in weird yeah. places in a van and I call Creed. Van. I'm sure
0: Creed would come along with whatever you're doing. Oh, I bet. I bet
1: you just show up at some point. Go to the quarry. <laughs> I'm in. Throw things. Yeah, down no, there. I'm
0: going with Meredith. I want to see where that night goes.
1: Um, those are so much fun. Those were great. Would you rather's? And I see that, that you it? have a long list of them. Oh, so we we're, we'll we'll, no, 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 no. We'll, say, we'll save we'll them save for, them for another later. time. I appreciate it. them. In beautiful. Shout out. Awesome, man.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Time for a little trivia. Let's just do our thing, collect our hardware, and get the hell home. All right, for trivia, there is no other trivia we can do except from the search committee, Woo. which we just watched all together. Okay, no excuses. No excuses. Um, two, three, Creed. Creed says he loves five things uh, at the top of this episode. What okay, are the wrestling, five is, wrestling's wrestling is the last one.
1: I love my kids. His kids. <laughs> my job. His
0: job, that's I love three. ceramics. That's, uh-huh, that's four.
2: <sighs> this company? I love my kid. I love... No Dunder Mifflin I don't know
0: No it is I uh, think uh, Warren Buffett Oh
2: real estate Real estate <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, In Creed's team building meeting We see briefly At the beginning of the episode mm-hmm. He calls two names Of people that don't work At the Elroy? office Who Elroy Who are they Elroy And uh, Does he say Sammy Nope No Ted. That Ted, that? Ted. Ted. Ted and Elroy. Elroy. Very nice. I also noticed he points on the same side of the room. Yeah, he on this side of the room. And then on this side of the room. He says Phillips yeah. both times. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jim pronounces Dwight Dwight's name incorrectly in part one. He says Mr. Schnoot. <laughs> Mr. Schnoot. Oh yeah. Which is great. Thank you, Mr. Schnoot. Uh, what are the names of the two candidates that are interviewed after Daryl?
2: Howard Klein. Yes. Deshaun Williams. Yeah, yeah there,
0: yeah. <laughs> I would you have got that one if we just watched it, probably. It. I don't know. How, maybe Deshaun Williams, but yeah, I was hoping yeah, Howard Klein know. might trip you up. Yeah. <sighs> um, what is the diameter of the sun? Eight. Eight seventy seven. Eight hundred
1: 870,000
0: 870, quotes. Oh, okay. 870,000. How many times wider is the sun than the earth? 150? I don't know. 8.9? 109, 109 times wider than the earth. And how much heavier is the sun than the earth? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Fifty Shut up out oh, Thank God. you. I was just waiting <laughs> for one the you right, to do that. Yeah, yep, three
0: hundred and thirty three thousand, by the way. Uh, okay, couple couple we get some good long shots of Kelly's desk in this episode. Yeah. Um, she has an inspirational poster over her desk oh, with gosh. what big word at the bottom. I don't know. hope Mm. Mm. attitude, attitude. attitude. <laughs> yeah it's a picture I, of a wave and an attitude
1: phyllis is also drinking from a mug in this episode that just says tood i just <laughs> yeah, noticed yeah, that yeah, that's
0: <laughs> uh okay kelly also has two stuffed animals on her desk what animals are they it's a bunny
1: no professor, professor damon d duck <laughs> yeah no. i was gonna say that uh, I don't know. A bunny is close. Oh, it close. might be
0: that. Maybe it is a duck.
1: Is it the mallard? Is it Professor?
0: No, no. Is that a made of thing? The wood, the wooden duck. The That's the wooden yeah. okay, cool. duck. Okay, okay. The reason I ask, so one of them is a goldfish. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure it's a goldfish. Uh-huh. But it, when you look at it, it's like it has glasses and like a cap, and it so it's <laughs> like. A, but it definitely has little flippers. So I was like, got mm-hmm. into like, gotta like these be a goldfish. little professor and doctor yeah, it's like a Professor <laughs> Goldfish type
1: thing. Doctor David uh, Duck, Professor Goldfish. Mm-hmm.
0: The other one is a moose. Mm. Ah. A little moose up in the corner. Mm. Um, all right, Esquire last question moose. here. Um, if you can get all these, awesome. okay, uh, Dwight has seven first priorities. Oh, okay. if he yeah. were to take Listening
1: it. is one. Listening. Getting is everyone one. home on time is one. That's
0: two. Uh, safety. Uh, yeah, safety is not his
2: first one. Profits. Profits is two. There's one especially long one. Damn it's, it. <laughs> uh, it's like there's, fostering, three, there's three more long ones. Fostering an environment of entrepreneurship. And self-reliance. Yes. Wow. <laughs> we just watched this one. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Fostering uh, a community of self-reliance uh, and entrepreneurship. Okay. Improving our public image. Bolstering stre- our public bolstering image. Our public yeah. image. Nice. Bolstering such a great word. That's a good There's word. There's one yeah. more long one.
0: Uh, it's not really long. Sit. Four words.
2: Oh, man.
0: It's respect for human life. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I will have glad seven he, first priorities. I'm glad
1: he had to feel like he had to state that one. Yeah, right. Um. Well, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Uh, check us out on social media. Leave us a comment, question. Um, just like our good friend Alex did. That's uh, we're on Facebook. We're on Twitter at Michael Scott Pod. We're on Instagram at Michael Scott Pod at Michael Scott Podcast Company, and we have a phone number where you can call and leave us messages. That's 503-694-9314. Call and leave us a, a question or a comment, and we play them on the show sometimes in our little segment. Uh,
0: please leave a message for Andy Bernard. You can also send us an email, MS Podcast company at gmail. As you said, Twitter, Facebook, or text us if you know us. Yeah, <laughs> Find us in person.
2: Rate and review, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. You know, everything helps us out. Yeah. Helps spread the word. Shout out to Alex... Uh, What's his last name? <laughs> Zerzan.
1: <laughs> Thanks, Zerzan. Alex. <laughs> Appreciate it, oh. Z. Uh, and uh, shout out to Ryan Lloyd
0: providing the artwork as always.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, coming to you live, of course, from the MSPC Wilderness Adventure Retreat in uh, beautiful Mount Hood, Oregon. Thank you so much for listening. Join us next time. If I can't scuba, then what's this all been about?
0: Da-da.